Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I am joined by a special guest, Andy Kohansky. Andy Kohansky runs Kohansky's Contratina Beer Hall. It's an establishment that invites all different walks of life. The energy is alive. And uh, I was here actually for an event um, of some rockers rock and rolling. Um, I'm very impressed with it. I got to talk to him and just the history behind uh, this uh, bar slash hall. And, um, you know, it's, it's worth taking that dive. So uh, without further ado, how you doing, Andy? Greetings. Hey. I'm, I'm doing all right. How yeah. are you? I'm doing good, man. You know, just uh, this, uh, this past year, I, well, I actually just made the year, I made the year a couple months ago, but um, yeah, just traveling around, getting to know the people of Milwaukee. Living life. Living life. That's good. Yeah. How's your summer going? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it hasn't been really been going that well. <laughs> I've had like a lot of road construction on uh, 37th Street, which is Kind of put a damper on things and whatnot. A lot of dust. Uh, yeah, it's it. It's been a lot better. I've had to cancel a big uh, event that I usually do every year called a Polish Pilot Music Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously nobody wants to bring their their prized baby car, you know, For sure. show car down and drive it on gravel and get it all dusty and whatnot. And yeah. so. We'll just uh, hope for the better uh, next year. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I look around, man, in this place, it's it's amazing. I mean, I, thank you. Yeah, it's 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 so massive. Number one, but the one thing that stands out for me, you know, even the first time I came here, is your patio. Yeah. I want to say this to you, and I've been saying this to you, but now I could say it where it's recorded. That is one of the most beautiful patios I've ever walked on to thank you, you. Know? thank you um i could tell a lot has gone into it yeah i love uh you know my dad is a quite the gardener mm-hmm. and i see that outside and i it always makes me happy and um in summer because he really goes all in right, right before summer starts and then by summer you know everything blooms and, yeah you know it's it's cool um but yeah i love i love the you know establishment you got running here so um yeah, let's uh, let's jump into it, right? Sure. All right. So, where were you born? I was born and brewed in Milwaukee, here on the South Side. That's right. What area? Uh, like a, I was born at Saint Francis, uh, which is just Sixteenth of Morgan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I kind of grew up in various spots around uh, Milwaukee, but m- the brunt of of my brewing uh, came about on like Eleventh and Euclid. Okay. Which is a block south of, of Oklahoma. Oh, oh for sure. Mm-hmm. I know exactly the area. Um, so what, what, how was your childhood growing up south side Milwaukee? It was, it was great, you know. Mm-hmm. It was uh, completely different than, you know, than kids now. these days, you know. I, we were swimming in the creek and going crabbing and, <laughs> you know, ding-dong ditch and kick the can in the alleys and run yeah. around at night and, you know, red light goat, you know, Red light, how did it go? Red light, green, green light. light. Yeah. yeah, hope to see a ghost tonight or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it, it was, it was, I had a great childhood. Man, well, you know, like, you know, my dad often, he was born in 63. Mm-hmm. I don't know what year you were born, but he was born in 63. And he, when he talks about the South Side, because he grew up on Six and Pierce, he, um, you know, it was this, you know, this melting pot of all ethnicities, mm-hmm. you know, Polish, Mexican, German, 
Italian. Sure. And it was really, really, you know, ingrained into the communities. Um, not like now. I mean, we still have all those ethnicities, but sure, everything has, has moved from what it was. Um, what stood out for you growing up here in Milwaukee? As far as just anything, you know what I mean. For the area, you areas you grew in. What 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 do you feel like most connected you to the place you call home? Hmm. Um. You know, I I guess uh, I I was a Cub Scout, Boy Scout. Yeah. Uh, you know, did the whole Christian, mm-hmm. you know, St. Helens and St. Rita's and yeah. You know, I was, uh, you know, did that whole thing. I guess, you know, uh, the church community, you know, going to the church festivals and whatnot. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that had a, a, a big part of, of, of everything and whatnot. Yeah, man. Ain't no wrong answer here. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but uh, what were hobbies? What were hobbies for you growing up? What what age are we talking? Well, let's go. Do, 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 let's do it in parts six okay. to ten. Do I remember that that back back then? You know, <laughs> six to ten probably just you know eating dirt and uh, just being a, a, a six to ten year old. Okay, uh, nothing really stands out. Stands out. Got you. How about eleven to fifteen? Eleven to fifteen. That would be my grade school. Um. Well, that would be like, you know, the, the, the Cub Scouts, uh, Boy Scout era. How was that back then? I, it, it, it was fun. I had some great uh, Cub Masters. Uh, a lot of them were, were uh, uh, firefighters of, you know, their, their dads and fellow Cub Scouts. Uh, their dads were, were the Scout Masters. And uh, they pretty much left us alone. Uh, you know, we'd go to... Uh, Indian Mound Reservation, which is now, I guess, being sold. Sadly, a lot of Boy Scout camps are being sold off uh, oh. due to the 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 state of our name. Well, not yeah. the, not really the state of the. You know, there was a lot of uh, fucked up shit going on in the Boy Scouts throughout. Mm. Like, I just watched a, a Netflix documentary. Yeah, and there was stuff going on uh, like abuse, like in the twenties. Wow. Um, so it finally caught up to him, and there was like a lot of lawsuits. And unfortunately, the Boy Scouts had to uh, sell a lot of their stuff. But I mean, you know, my experience is that like you know, going camping with with uh, with everybody it was. I mean, they they pretty much left us alone, and I'm, and we got in trouble and whatnot. Uh, um, you know, they would uh, play their cribbage and sheep's head and whatnot, and mm-hmm. but you know, they're around if we if if they needed us and whatnot. Gotcha. So, um, you know, let let's speed it up, bump it up. Sure. High school. What was what was high school for you here in Milwaukee? What what high school did you go to? Well, I started off. I did freshman and sophomore year at Thomas More, and uh, oh wow! At at that time, it was all boys. Yep. Um, and I had a great time with with those guys. It was like a, a close knit brotherhood, family brotherhood. Yeah. Um. And uh, I was wrestling yeah. uh, back then at 119. I was 103. 103, yeah. <laughs> <nice. laughs> um, and uh, yeah, uh, did uh, that sports for a while. And, uh, and then I transferred over to Pius. Good old Pius. Yeah, Pius. Well, Pius had, it was two different 
two different worlds. Yeah. You know, at, at Thomas More, there was like, you know, you're, you're in class with all your brothers. Mm-hmm. And there was like, you know, all the goofing around and farting and all that stuff. <laughs> but when you get to when you get to pies and stuff where you have girls, um You gotta be cool. All yeah, you gotta be cool and there was no more farting in class and whatnot. Yeah. Um but Pius had a lot more to offer. You know, they had shop class, mm-hmm. uh girls, even though I did have a strict rule about not dating. Anybody yeah. from from uh, high, my high school that I went with, I just didn't feel like the drama. Yeah, but now you know, I kind of I kind of regret that. It's like hmm, maybe I should have been like a. <laughs> I don't want to say a whore or anything, but uh, maybe I should have just like you know been a little bit of a lady. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah. You know, but you know, uh, back then, uh, you know, at Thomas More, I had the short hair, and then Pius, uh, I I grew my hair out, and and mm-hmm. uh, and then girls took notice of me. Okay. Um, so that started my my uh, dating years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, high school was more of a, you know, from what I've heard, you you trying to find out who you were. Sure. And, yeah. and I would say I I blossomed more at Pius, and my I, you know I remember having a conversation with my great great grandfather who told me you know high school is the best time of your life. Take advantage of it and have a good time. And I totally did. I t- to this day, yeah. I miss high school. I really do. Yeah. You know, just the camaraderie and the just the different classes and just the energy. Just having a good time. I mean, yeah. at Pius, I I broke all of the clicks. Yeah, yeah. And I was like one of the only people that that broke those clicks. Um, you know, you'd go down into the, the lunchroom and you'd have the freaks in the back and then yeah. the jocks over here. And then there, then there was the uh, band. Yeah. It, it was just, yeah. uh, it was very segregated. And I would have this, this roving lunch that I would just go around at tables and, and chat people up and whatnot. And, and, uh, yeah. and, and people kind of like uh, looked at me as like, you know that that was a cool cool thing to, to be able to do that. Always is. Yeah, man. I was same in high school where, you know, table to table, cool with each click. Didn't never really, nah. I wasn't much of a follower. I right. Was more of a, I'm gonna do what I want to do. Right, right. But um, after high school, what did you uh, post high school? Did you go to college or did you go straight into uh, a trade? Well. Um like senior year, I didn't really have any direction. Um, I kind of wish I, I would have had like uh, people pushing me as far as like, hey, you should, you should go into the fire service. Now, this is all like mm-hmm. hindsight 2020. But yeah. at, at senior year, I didn't really have any direction. And I thought I was just going to be a, a factory worker. And then uh, I kind of got the idea. I did. Um, I, I got the idea of like, well, I I can do like radio, and and I can uh, I can do radio in Milwaukee, and then I can keep in touch with all of my friends and whatnot. And it was kind of the ego thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did a semester at MATC in their broadcasting department, and then I was told by some of uh, the people at. Uh, at the time, Laser 103, okay. which is now The Hog, uh, uh, to go to uh, a school in Minneapolis called uh, 
was a Brown Institute. That was like mm-hmm. the place to go for radio and television broadcasting. Yeah. So I went and I did that, and I got my my uh, my associate degree in radio and television broadcasting. I started a a video show out there. I oh, brought wow. that and I brought that back to Milwaukee. Um, what was the name of the show? It, it it's uh, called Threshold of Pain. <laughs> and it it was like a metal it was a metal show yeah. and uh it was you know it was videos it was comedy it was news mm-hmm. um interviews yeah um not as cool as this show like it is but uh, i did that for a while i brought it back here in milwaukee i did that at mata um, okay and yep. um had had a great time uh doing it and built up uh a relatively good underground following and whatnot. And this is pre-internet, more or less, and, and yeah. uh, pre-email and pre-Facebook you know Facebook and all that stuff. Word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a great time. Man, I well, I, I'm kind of thrown back. You know, I've talked to you a couple of times, sure. but, you know, finding out you did broadcasting and all that. I met a lot of great people. I and, bet. and uh, you know, I, I was dealing with all of the record companies, major labels. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, literally every day was, like, Christmas. I mean, I knew my postal carrier, the UPS guy, the FedEx guy, like, by name. Yeah. Because every day I was getting packages and whatnot. For sure. What um so how how long did you do that for and how when it came to an end for you like how did what did you transition into after that? Um I did that for probably about mm, I want to say 8 8 years or so. Uh it just petered out uh where at the time, you know, you couldn't have any kind of advertising on mm-hmm. public access. Um, but then I heard, like later on, that that like on on the east and west coast, there there you were able to have some kind of like, yep, something definitely. Um, but yeah, it just petered out, and, and uh, because I just had to, you know, grow up and make money, start making money. Yeah. So what did you uh, transition into? Um. Let's see, what was it? I was working for the journal, driving truck and delivering bulk papers. Um, I am a guy that has always had like three jobs at the same time. So okay. um, so I, at, at that time, I was working for the journal, doing that. Uh, I was working for a radio station in Waukesha, 1510 AM, WAUK. Mm-hmm. And then I was also working for a television station in Racine, WJJO TV forty nine, um, and doing the doing the trying to do the uh, the um, the TV show, yeah, at well, and and all at the same time, uh, and they slowly just dropped off, and uh, and other other jobs picked up uh, where I was I was working for Skyway Airlines, okay, um, and then. Uh, from there, I, I got the idea. I was like gonna. I wanted to be a cop, and then, then I was like, I was thinking like, you know, man, you go to a party and people find out that you're a cop, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of, you know, yep. And but so then it was like, well, you know, I I, I want to help people, but so I want to be a firefighter. 
So I, I went that route and uh, did a whole bunch of training and, and uh, put myself through a fire academy here in Milwaukee, put uh, myself through a fire academy down in Phoenix. Wow. Um, the ultimate goal, I was trying, trying to get on the Phoenix Fire Department for the longest time. Yeah. And uh, the, the last academy, it just kind of real, you know, made me realize that, uh, that, that the only way that I could, and I was also working for the city as well mm -hmm. at the same time. Um, and I was just taking unpaid leaves of absences, educational yeah. leaves of absences. Um, just made me realize that, that to really get on down there, I would have to quit my city job and, and, and Other streams do a lot of have. stuff down there because mm -hmm. they, the way they test and everything, they kind of uh, look at your reputation. You build a reputation even before you, you uh, get on, yeah. even before you test. You know, they, they want to see Xavier go, come into the, the firehouse and hanging out and going on calls and scrubbing toilets and, and, Proving to them that that uh, you're a good guy, you got good work ethic, and we, sure. you know this is the guy we want to live with for the next thirty years and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And uh, and and being three thousand miles away, I, that wasn't catches uh, up homesick. Yeah, but, man. well, no, I mean it, you just you can't build that reputation up unless you you know the technology mm -hmm. was there that you'd have this drone okay, gotcha, hovering gotcha, around gotcha. you that that they could see that that. This is me up in Milwaukee, yeah, doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. So you know, I gave it my my all, one last shot, and and uh, that was that. I came back and and uh, jumped into my city job and was testing with Milwaukee for oh. a long time. Got you. So how how did you come about? You know, you own this establishment, Kohanskis. Mm -hmm. um, how did you come about? Wanting to own a bar slash hall. Uh, well, I a friend of mine had brought me in here uh, one time, and uh, that's back when it was Art Altenberg's Concertina Bar, mm -hmm. and uh, it was just a, a, a just a, a time warp, you know, to to walk into this place and and uh, the polka music, polka bands playing, and people are out there dancing. It's just super special, and uh, I just kind of like looked around at this place and saw the potential, and and that and at that time I didn't even like think about wanting a, you know, to buy the place. It was just like one of those things, like wow, you know, if 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 I bought a bar, I'd really want it to be this one. Yeah. And and uh, and uh, yeah, I just got to a point where where I came back from Phoenix and and uh, I was testing with Milwaukee and I was working. Well, I was I was volunteer at uh, Menominee Falls Fire Department for a while. Yeah, and then I was paid on call at uh, St. Francis, and uh, it was just kind of like a Plan B in case I never got got on Milwaukee Fire. Yeah, um, but I was still also working for. Uh, city of Milwaukee is an uh, urban forestry specialist. Okay, man. So when did you uh, when did you decide to purchase? Hmm, when was this? Uh, I bought this in two thousand seven, and it was like a year long nightmarish process of going. <laughs> 
dealing with the previous <laughs> owner and whatnot. It was it was like buying a piece of property from Rod Serling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were there were there were many mornings I had to wake up and look in the mirror and be like, ah, just play his old man games. This will be yours yeah. soon enough. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, eventually I got a hold of it. What year? Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Year I graduated. Hmm? High school baby. <laughs> we balling. <laughs> just kidding. Uh man. So, you know, with that, you, you purchase this uh um this this property and you know, this establishment. It has history in it. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and what is the history of, of this? Well, the, the history of this place um, is, is uh, it was built in 1900. Mm-hmm. Um, everything around the bar was, at the time, celery fields, which when I found that out, I was kind of like freaked out because like I've never seen celery growing anywhere. Yeah. You go to the store and you buy celery. It comes in a bag. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the field workers would stay upstairs um, so upstairs is the rooming house. Mm-hmm. And then out of the celery fields grew heavy industrial factories. Wow. Um, and their unions rented out the upstairs for union offices. And they'd had union meetings down here, kind of where we're sitting. Mm-hmm. And in between rooming house and, and uh, uh, the, the um, union offices, it had been a whorehouse. Wow. Yeah. So if these walls could talk. Man, they have stories. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> but it's it's always been like a a music venue. Polka's kind of yeah. always been here. Well, this is you, you said the, the one of the last. Or this is, is the last Milwaukee polka bar. This wow. is the last one, unfortunately. What does that mean to you? I mean, you you get to you. Um, I guess it's a little bit of bragging rights, but uh, that's right. It's it's sad though, you know. To you know that. Uh, mm-hmm. It is what it is, I guess, you know. It's, You're Polish, right? Um, I'm half Polish, half, half German. Okay, gotcha. You know, it's, it's the history. It's I, I find that most, you know, when I first had a conversation with you and you told me that, I was like, I was intrigued by that. I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, I never even, you know, heard of any polka bars, which it makes sense that this is the last one. Um, but you also run events here. Yeah. And, uh, and one of those events is something that I think is like awesome. It's it's super special. It, yeah. it, if that's the one you're talking about, yeah. is the, the the polka open jam on Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, it's super special. Um, I love it when like young people come in and they just they're just coming in and checking it out and and uh, you know it, it's special in the fact that you can bring your your grandparents if they're still around or your parents, and they will just like totally love it and. You know, it, it's um, this place just like is it, it gives off a really good vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, that if I could, if I could bottle that vibe, I I wouldn't have to open. You know, yeah. um, but that like bringing your 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 parents, your grandparents, your young kids and stuff to experience the polka jam, um, but especially with your parents and your grandparents, is mm-hmm. you have those memories yeah. of like. The special memories of like, hey, remember, you know, when they're gone, because nobody lasts forever. Uh, you know, remember that time we brought mom and dad down to the concertina bar and for the polka jam and they had a great time. It's just, it's, it, that's what touches my heart. Yeah. Man, and, and, and to be honest with you, I'd already told my wife about here and I'm like, one of these Wednesdays, it's a later day for her, but I'm like, one of these days I do want to come and I do want to experience it because, I mean, my dad, um, you know, he raised me, but uh, he's Polish. 
Mm-hmm. Short little Polish guy. <laughs> he used to be taller than me. Now I'm taller. Sure. Right. <laughs> but um, he's Polish, and I'd, I'd also like bringing him here. I, I think this would be, you know, it's 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 an enlightenment to a different culture mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, a different energy and, like you said, a vibe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, awesome. What other type of events do you uh, you run out of here? Well, you know, it's the the... the the music that, that plays here is uh, polka, rockabilly, blues, bluegrass, surf music, country, western, swing, some punk, some metal. Wow. Kind of all over the board. Yeah. And, and uh, the, I kind of cater to original music. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I want bands to use this place as a tool to... Launch. Yeah, launch, get better yeah. and mm-hmm. build their fan base and, and whatnot. And, and uh, I'm not too... Well, when I first opened, you know, it was my first year was just like all polka. And yeah. and I tried doing like a Thursday night eclectic music night. Yeah. And people were like, oh, you should do this on the weekends. And I was like, no, I bought this as it's a polka bar. And that's what it's going to be on the weekends. Yeah. I did that for a year. And uh, I just, it polka doesn't pay the bills, oh, unfortunately. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like it is, was in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I tried, I tried having the different music on the weekend, a oh, one weekend, yeah. I'm like, all right, I'll try it on a weekend. And I was like, wow, people are here. I can, I can actually kind of pay some bills. There you go. So that, that, that scale kind of slowly tipped mm-hmm. o- over the years. So now, now it's, it's the polka jam is always a Wednesday. Yeah. Always. I mean, I've had like touring bands contact me and hey we're gonna be in town on this wednesday you open up for you know are you gonna would you be able to you know yep host us and it's like sorry dudes yeah. uh it's uh the polka open jam yeah man <laughs> well you gotta you, like you said you, you cater um that, that's something you gotta cater to sure you build up a you know audience you build up a relationship with the people that come in here right the regulars right right you know i bartended for long actually i've as of lately i've been doing a little bat dabbing into a little bartending um you know but uh for that type you got to build uh, regulars and sure and you know there's a core group of music great musicians yeah you know more or less like family and over the years you know it's sad to see like your your uh, old, old, all the older yeah. crowd that that you call like your your grandpa and your grandma you know quote yeah. unquote yeah. Uh, you know pass away and and mm-hmm. it's sad um, and and that that you know sometimes haunts me to the point where it's like it makes me think like well shit what is gonna happen on Wednesdays when there's no more musicians to play you know or yeah. not enough to support a polka jam yeah and there there's there's some younger musicians and mm-hmm. that that show up uh from all over wisconsin mm-hmm. um that are that are i mean the the older crowd the old boys really love seeing yeah fresh blood um sure. and they totally embrace you know whatever they're doing i guess it's on our generation where you know and and you know the way china i mean you could record out of your room now you know, sure. That's the way music has has gone. I could come in here and set up real quick, and you know, but um, it really takes that next generation putting their foot in and carrying the legacy. Sure, that has been bestowed upon them. So it's you like know? I don't, I don't yeah. really know what I what I'm gonna do on a Wednesday. That when that Wednesday happens, yeah. do you know? Would people show up for a polka spin? 
Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a variable. I, I, for I, now, for now, you just got to hone it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just running with it, yeah. running hard, hard and wide and, and, uh, mm-hmm. just trying to expose as many people to it as, as, as much as possible. Gotcha. So what challenges have you faced since this has been open? Uh, well, uh, well, that, uh, well, the, the, the previous owner, uh, he was, uh, he had a lot of issues with me. Um, you know, there was like the, the new kid on the block, you know, in, in the polka universe, I was like this new planet that came in when he was just like more or less the center of, yeah kind of the center of attention mm-hmm. and uh so that was one of the reasons he didn't like me and and uh well the fact that that i actually bought the place mm-hmm. um but he you know after the deal was done uh you know he, he kind of left the place in shambles uh he was supposed to have his his uh going away party here and that didn't work out for him and he ended up like oh god uh yeah, there's some some good stories right there <laughs> that I'm saving for the tell-all polka book. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he uh, he like stripped this place, like exposed wires hanging and whatnot, and and uh, um, then he went and he was telling people how he was just just bad mouthing me, how much he was gonna ruin me. Wow, so yeah. it was more like that right when you bought the building. Yeah, right out of the gate. It was, it was Yeah, I was I was up against that. Man. Well that and, and you know, then there's like, you know, owning an old property, mm-hmm. uh, not being like a uh, a rich guy. Um trying you know, to handle the upkeep. Just the upkeep and doing this just so you know that Pete my regulars have seen this place like metamorphosize like uh from pupa stage mm-hmm. to you know on to the somewhat butterfly era um because it's like i i save i spend i save i spend mm-hmm. that's kind of how i do things and whatnot and and it's slow going yeah the whole rome wasn't built in a day type deal for sure man well you know um you you host all these different styles of music and all these different type of events. What are the, what, with all those events that you run, the atmosphere when it's at, you know, live? Cause like the first time I came here mm-hmm. and I met you, I actually, that I was here because I'd finally come in, um, came across my kindergarten teacher. Right, 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 right. And through that, I was like, it's all about connections. Yeah, yeah man. So connections. And that was that yeah. was actually the night that you met uh John Milverine. Milverine. Yeah, um, man. So that opened you up to him. And that's yeah. what this place is all about, is about mm-hmm. connections and whatnot. There have been tons of bands that yeah. have like come in for a jam and you know, people meet and, and then they form this new band and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um what would you how would you describe the vibe, the energy when it when it's up and up like that? Like, cause from my experience of being here, that was a lit night. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that was pretty. It was awesome, and like, I, I love that we're on a stage right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got a backstage, stage. You, yeah, and you got the speakers in front of us, and you know, it's 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 a it's a nice it's a nice setup, dude. Thanks. So yeah, 
Uh, well, you know, uh, I have done things in the past, like dueling stages, mm-hmm. where you know the 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 front stage is tr- the traditional polka stage, but yeah. um, in a dueling stage situation, either yeah, I have two bands, one in the front, one in the back, okay, and they'll go half hour, forty five minute sets, back and forth, back and forth, where you can see and watch the energy just like move around the building, yeah. And 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 in in a dueling situation, you can twist the genres and have like uh, a rockabilly band play with a surf band, and a blues band play with a, play with a, a country band. Yeah, and and the the angle the angle that I like the most, I guess, is that in with with twisting the genres. Yeah, is that let's say band a in the front their fan base would never come see band b's mm-hmm. band in the back yeah that is right i'm looking up at it <laughs> yeah and, and vice versa mm-hmm. so so now now you have these two groups of 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 people music lovers yeah, yeah. that now are force-fed other genre of music mm-hmm. and and you know they're both good bands, and and a lot of times it's like, wow, you know, it's just like the light bulb or eye opening type thing, you know, the and 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 then they're aware of this other genre of music and this other band, and yeah, it's just a building block type thing. It's just one of those tools. Yeah, what are what are highlights for you that stand out through the years of owning this establishment? Ah, uh, uh, well. I guess, you know, uh, like, is there any favorite event that you, you run annually or is there, well, there's, there's the Polish pileup that that's, uh, that's a fun thing that, that I've been doing for quite a while. Uh, it's, it's always been, uh, typically it's always been the last Saturday in June. Yeah. And I picked that because it's the first Saturday of Summerfest and what the Polish pileup is, is that it's, I close the road off and it's a big car show, motorcycle show. Wow. And then it's also, you know, a cornucopia of music that plays here, mm-hmm. always being kicked off at high noon with polka. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and then there's, there's sometimes a, a pinup contest and whatnot. But I picked that date, the first Saturday of Summerfest, because Summerfest is a business killer and they don't care. Okay. They don't care. You know, there are places that just shut down, and and uh, yeah, it just it it hurts local business. Yeah. And now you know there's there's enough local Milwaukeeans mm-hmm. that are sick of Summerfest and their prices, and now the whole stupid cashless crap, which yeah. I'm not a fan of at all. Yeah. Um. So they they want an alternative. And and I give them that alternative. How often do you open? Because it's not every day. You, no, you know, in the conversation. Uh, Monday, Tuesdays, I'm closed. It just doesn't really pay for me to be open. Uh, Wednesdays, I'm always open for the poker jam, unless it's like brutally hot out or like there's a snowstorm going on, and mm. I just don't want. It's a safety issue. Yeah, you know, I don't want my old boys showing up and whatnot and whatnot. Um, Thursdays I have done in the past and I should have did it this year just with me and working full time with the city it's it's hard um 
uh, I was doing drive-in movie night where I'd have a, a big screen and out in the beer garden yeah. and I'd encourage people to bring their own lawn chairs. And uh, it's a free event. There's like a donation thing. I sell popcorn. And uh, it's really cool, you know, just to like watch movies outside. And you have like that that echoey effect, yeah. effect and, and yeah. it just brings me back to like when I used to go to the 41 dr Twin Drive-In and I totally totally miss the drive-in yeah like if i would win the lottery whoa i'd pay this place off and then i would i would like buy a plot of land and i would build up a, my own drive-in and it, yeah. you know even if i i was yeah even if i wasn't making money off of it mm -hmm. I, it would just be so cool to have your own drive-in i went to a drive-in once and it was the first time i ever went my name is xavier so a lot of people always uh reference me to x-men and it was actually the first X-Men movie they had ever come out with. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, we went, to, I forgot what drive-in, but it was, you know, it was towards Caledonia. Okay, yeah, I think that's the, the Kino. Okay. I don't know, I think that one's closed. Yeah, I, I don't think it's there anymore, but we, we went to this drive-in. And I always remember only because it was the first time being in a drive-in. But so, while, we were, while we were literally, well, I was standing outside the car for a little while because kids i'm a kid at the time sure so i'm like all right i'm seeing the movie i don't want to see the movie no more like so i go outside and rock got thrown boom bust me in the head because <laughs> it was gravel all around uh-huh i don't know if it was one of my siblings or <laughs> if it was really somebody but it's like very daring because there's so many cars around like sure. why would you ever throw a rock just like, randomly yeah. throw a rock somewhere i just remember oh and my mom came out the car. She's like, get in the car. Just uh, So you think you were targeted? Nah, yeah. I, I think it, <laughs> I kind of think it was my brother, but he never fessed up. He, he would have got beat up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, we, we talked earlier in the conversation. You kind of brought it up with the um, doing the event in the beer garden. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a an addition you've you've put on to the bar since it's opened. Well, yeah, the the beer garden actually has, has been an ongoing, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm not a rich guy, so everything moves in baby steps. Mm -hmm. That's been an ongoing thing, like maybe a year after I bought the place. I honestly was going to ask you, like, what has been the process of doing that? Because when I oh, look man. at that, man, I mean, it, it it's beautiful. I just, that's Thanks. first and Thank foremost, you. dude. That is a beautiful No, patio. I'm very proud of that outside. You should be, because I, honestly, I'd... I'd just a date night with my wife. I'd bring her to this. You know, I'd bring my family here. And, sure. and I will. Yeah. I eventually will, you know, now that I know uh, of Kohanskis. Sure. Uh, but it, it's a beautiful garden. So what has gone into building that? So um, the, f the first thing that I spent my first nut on, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> was the uh the two doors on the the south side of the building mm -hmm. uh the one in the back was that one wasn't even there they had to cut a hole in the wall yeah um and then the one in the front that was a bricked up door frame wow so yeah those were the first two things that went in and uh i can remember bringing people you know just just me being behind the bar and just talking to people from out of town and just getting to know people and whatnot. And, and I, I remember bringing people to that, the back door. Yeah. I wouldn't let them out there just because it was just a, you know, mud pit and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I would like, you know, kind of paint the picture. 
that's what it's going to look like over there. And, and this is going to be over here. And, and it's weird because, you know, it turned out exactly the way I described it. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, yeah. Um, a lot of masonry that has gone on back there from what I can see. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, so, uh, out there is, is, uh, the only wood burning boiler in Milwaukee, uh, which heats this bar and it heats the house next door. Then really? I, then if I move some valves, it'll heat my hot water for showers. Yeah. Um, that went in, and then uh, then the cement went in. That's that's uh, along the north side of the building, and then the rest was all like pavers, except for like the horseshoe pit area, which is look at that. What the last poker bar, the wooden boiler, <laughs> right? It's so awesome. Yeah, man. there's a lot of special yeah. stuff. Uh, yeah, I haven't gotten around to putting solar on the bar yet. Mm -hmm. That's another nut that I'm saving for, I guess. But I had solar on the house. Yeah. Um, um, how about the gardening? gardening? The gardening, I do all myself. Good for um, you, man. You know, I, I learned to do that with the city and whatnot and mm -hmm. which plants look, you know, good and Best. How, how to do that. And, 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 it, and it turns out different every year, except for the, the stuff that comes up every year. Mm -hmm. uh, the hops come up every year. I got some irises that come up every year and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I got like a base and then there's like little areas and stuff that I can like move stuff around and yeah. you know the stuff that dies off in, in winter gotcha well um you know this this little by little you've you've built on it this is there any plans for like any type of expansion like once you feel that's completed well yeah right um <laughs> it's 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 not done yet i mean yeah. i still got to get uh uh cement caps for caps not cement uh mm -hmm. caps for the the front uh pillars on the front fence and then yeah. and then lights that'll live on top of there mm -hmm. and then that fence will be done and then uh i'm you know working on getting the house sided yeah and then after it's sided then i can pull the trigger on a, a retractable awning that that covers the 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 deck it's a personal deck for the house yeah, yeah. but but then mm -hmm. it's a stage for the beer garden it really is i mean that when i went back there the first time and i was just like oh this is this is it yeah you know and ever since covid you know now the the you know i, I want the music to be outside in the summer yeah. summer is just so long so short i'll say so short mm -hmm. and and i i just want and people nobody wants to be inside yeah you know in the summer um so unless it's like crappy ass weather that, yeah. that that the bands have to move inside you know i really want them to be outside but having outside music in milwaukee's double-edged sword um their earlier shows because per city ordinance they have to end at at, at 10 o'clock time yeah yeah 10 o'clock um yeah. but that doesn't mean that the outside music has to end at 10 and then that doesn't mean that that they can't have a band start up at ten inside. Yeah, um, that's always been an option, and whatnot. So you probably see this all happening within the next five. Oh yeah, I, I want it to happen. Like I, I was trying to get the house sided, uh, like this spring and other stuff going on, but trying to find contractors is just yeah. a, a real pain in the ass. Man, what do you hope to leave as a legacy for this? this establishment when it's all said and done? Well, you know, I've always been trying to change the, 
the music scene in Milwaukee from from people loving cover bands to people you know enjoying cover bands mm-hmm. but really loving original original music mm-hmm. you know uh, local bands that play their own stuff i i love the shit out of them yeah and and uh, i'm so glad that they they love playing here and and that uh, mm-hmm. they have a, a you know a place they can call home i guess a haven a haven yes mm-hmm. a haven you know and and when i was when i was uh, younger and i had my fake id and whatnot and i was going to all the rock clubs and whatnot and you know there were cover bands but there're also a lot of of original music and and i don't know what 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 the change was where where that change happened that that uh and i still see a lot of those people from back in those days that just you know they are kind of stuck in that uh, the 80s and stuff you know yeah. and then uh you know i've i've been to other other venues where where there was a cover band playing and and then uh, an original rock band playing and the cover band ended and the whole crowd just left. <laughs> I was Damn. I was really pissed yeah. at people for mm-hmm. doing that. And that and that's where 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 this place, you know, at at when I first opened I was like no cover bands. No, not having it. I'm just going to focus in on original music. And then I slowly I slowly let that that grass go, I guess, to a point where it's like, okay, I will do uh tribute bands because it, it's focused. You know, my yeah, yeah. my cover band is is the jukebox there. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know. So so now I've I've opened that grass a little bit more. Yeah. I will I will host a cover band but they have to come they have to bring an original band to play with yeah to duel with where the it, it just i i want to force the people that just love cover bands and will not give original yeah. music a chance because they don't know the name or they haven't heard their stuff mm-hmm. i, I want to force feed them some good goddamn music originality yeah man. right and, and that's what it is like i write music Right, lyricism mm-hmm. is a big thing with me growing up. Um, and I really feel like when you get original music, you tap into different parts of who you are. Sure, you know? sure, sure, absolutely. And, and when you have stuff that's recycled, like the music that, that's in main mainstream industry right now is just recycled music. Right. It's recycled music with a marketing plan, and it sucks. For me, it's just like, what happened to the days of being authentic to you, the feelings, the feelings of your group, you know what I mean? All coming together, one, and, and building something special. And that way, you know, you can connect with your audience. Sure. Um, but I, I, I love the fact that you're, you're very adamant and very passionate about that because it does take, it t- does take havens like this to, to really keep those entertainers that drive within them, that fire alive. Sure, absolutely. And you know, really, it's um, everything so so much about popularity. You know, and 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 yeah, of course, you need popularity to succeed. But at the same time, it's it, original music. I always, I always be a fan of, and and you know what I mean. It just it does something for me that 
your mainstream music on on the radio can't. Right, know? right. And there's so much talent in Milwaukee. Oh, for um, sure. And, 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 you know, there's talent even in those those cover bands. It's just, I'm not a musician. You yeah. know, I, I bought a guitar in high school and I was going to take lessons and I had, you know, guitar wizard friends say, no, no, no. We'll teach you. Never <laughs> happened. So I can play smoke on the water yeah, for, a, li- for a little bit. <laughs> but uh, there's so much talent, and 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 some of the bands that have played here. I and you need to you need to go out and support local music. live music, mm-hmm. original. So so yeah. Getting back to the, like the 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 cover bands and, and the talent that's in there. It's just I I don't understand why you would be so talented and not want to live, leave your own legacy. Exactly. Why, why do you want to play somebody else's stuff? Yeah. I, I don't get that. You know, I, I, we just, just yesterday had a celebration of life for one of my good friends that died of cancer Sorry, last David. month. Thank you. Uh, was in a great band called Honky Tonk Itis. Uh, John Steffes was a, an amazing writer. Um, he would, he would be able to write stuff. His, this and you, you can you can like find it on on the online stuff and whatnot and find it on the jukebox here and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when when you would if you were never to see them, you just walked in and they're they'd start playing something. His lyrics, you you'd find yourself singing that song yeah. right in the middle of the song. You knew that song. It was just mm-hmm. that it's amazing amazing ride. And and it's such a loss. And that's why I I encourage people to go out. And and if you find a a local band that you like, support them, buy their crap, buy their CDs, go work, go and support wherever they're playing and whatnot. And, and and enjoy the shit out of them because, you know, there's so many variables, you know, bands break up because, you know, this guy, you know, slept with this guy's girlfriend or (laughs) doesn't get along with this guy or whatever, you know, and that magic only happens for so long or guys die, you know? Yeah. So just love those bands while they're around. Yeah. So, you know, legacy is being a haven for originality is what I, what I took from that, you know? Absolutely. Um, what advice would you, you give to youth coming up that would follow this path? of being an entrepreneur, being a, trying to be a haven of, of all walks of life. What advice would you give them? Give somebody that wants to have a bar or a band? Bar. A bar. Well, hmm. this is a, I, I don't want to call it, I want to call it a bar, but this is more like a hall to me. Like, but it does sure. have a bar, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, like what, what would be your, your advice? Well, I guess nowadays, you know, it's it's uh, it's hard because you know it, it is a bar, but it's not. It's a, it's a big music venue. Yeah, and um, you got to figure out what what you want. You mm-hmm. know, do you want to have a big music venue? Do you want to have a corner bar? Because um, there's there's pros and cons to both, mm-hmm. you know, having a big bar as opposed to a small corner bar, um, in the the essence of like psychology, like uh, if you were to take, may, let's make it a round number, 10, 10 people, yeah, and you like the bar down the block, small little corner bar, can't really see in, but let's say that they have big huge windows that you could see in. 
So you drive up and you see 10 people and the whole, that bar is filled. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, that place is happening. Let's go in there. That looks like fun. Now you sit, you take those same 10 people and you stick them in here and it's like, you pull up and it's like, holy fuck, that place is dead. Yeah, yeah. Let's not go in there. So I, this place kind of to, to breach that psychological barrier mm -hmm. kind of needs triple, yeah. you know, to, to, to achieve that, that like, whoa, that place is happening, you know? Um, so, so, you know, people out there that want a bar, figure out what you want, kind of like look around what, what other bars out there. You kind of want to be unique. You, you know, you don't want to be just like, a a rum dumb copy of something else. For sure. Uh, you gotta be unique, you know? Um, be yeah yeah it's it, but don't don't give up your you know your dream mm -hmm. just just figure out what what you can have fun with because yeah to be an effective i think to be an effective bar owner operator you have to be behind the bar working the wood yeah. you know people like to see the owner and talk to the owner and pick their brain and whatnot so, you know i i Every every day, yeah. you know, everybody from out of town, you know, it's it's yeah. uh, I'm I'm picking their brain and sending them. Oh, well, where are you staying? Oh, you got to eat at this place and you got to go here before you leave. And you know, I'm kind of like, I look at myself as with people that come in here from out of town uh, as as like a uh, uh, I don't want to say concierge, but a, you know, I, I kind of yeah. represent Milwaukee. For sure, man. and and I want to send them to the best places and whatnot, and mm -hmm. and and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I try and do my part. Be it goes back to being authentic. <laughs> right, 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 right. Man, well, I Andy, I appreciate you coming on here. Don't I, tell me this is over. Come on, yeah. <laughs> you got to have some some screwball questions. Some <laughs> yeah man um i appreciate you coming on i'm not gonna let this end no no we got no we got we gotta keep we got, going. We got plenty of time yeah <laughs> <laughs> no you did do what you gotta do man yeah man i appreciate you coming on um i think you're truly authentic to the city of milwaukee and i'm happy you know people will get an insight of of the establishment you got running like i said I will be more than likely very often at this patio next summer um, or even spring. Well, know? yeah, that's good. You know, when, when, when people that I meet mm -hmm. and they're here for the first time and they're leaving, yeah, I always tell them, Hey, and when, it, when, and if you come back, bring some virgins, we're always up for a sacrifice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but definitely. And um, you know, um, just keep trucking away. I know this establishment is in good hands with you, man. That crowd that you had the night I came, it, it was live. Yeah. And I was, I really felt the energy, um, but definitely look forward to coming to um, events in the future. And uh, you will see me at a Poker Wednesday. Absolutely. So. Excellent. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Hey, no problem. So with that being said, spearhead out. <laughs>